Who's that guy? You know who I am. Yeah, I know who I am. One for the players at the crib, dank and drinks, and two is for the sound hootie hoo that I make. Nice ride. Where did hoodies come from? I saw Val Kilmer once. He was walking outside of a dumpling shop in a trench coat. Don't use ketchup on your hot dog. Do the number one meal with a large root beer. I'm an emotional creature. Don't open that door! <laughs> I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. The Nate Show Podcast is presented by Safe Kicker Media Group. Please follow the show at The Nate Show on Facebook and at That's Nate Cox on Instagram. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. I appreciate that. It's time. This incarnation of The Nate Show, and dare I say, the final incarnation of the Nate show as this is the last reboot as the title says I'm not going to do this thing again where I disappear take time off and I'm not going to do that thing where I announce a bunch of things that I'd like to work on and then never get around to them if you hear me announce something on here that I'm working on you know that means I'm already in the process of working on it it's not one of those things hey I should do this and say it on the podcast no like anyway this entire reboot this entire phase of the Nate show this entire you know, new beginning, whatever you want to call it, is predicated on unrestricted self-expression. That's what this is going to be about. This is what I'm going to be about. There's not going to be much of a rhyme or reason, especially this episode and the next few after it. It's not going to follow any sort of specific plan or any sort of specific... There is a schedule, but, you know, stay tuned to the end of the episode and I'll tell you what that schedule is going to be. But we're we're not going to, you know, do this thing. Well, I need to have, be exactly 30 minutes and have a break in here. Like, not like this episode itself. It's hard telling how long it's going to last. Not a joke there. I'll leave it alone. But it's hard telling. So if you're looking right now, you're listening, you can look and see and it's telling you how long it is. Great. That's wonderful. You already, at the time you're listening to this, you have an advantage that I don't have, which is you know how long this is going to take. I don't have that luxury right now. That's okay, because I am, among many other things, on this journey of unrestricted self-expression. I might tell you where I got this idea from. I might not. Who knows? I'm not restricted by your rules anymore. I'm just kidding. Like Y'all never put rules on me. Those of you that have been supportive and say, hey, when's the next one? First of all, I'm sorry for being a jerk if I was a jerk to you. And by saying, ah, you know, I don't know when the next one is. Uh, it wasn't a lie. That wasn't me putting on a front. Although I do do the thing sometimes when people, it's like this is how you know, this is a spoiler alert. This, if you're ever interacting with Nate Cox and you're wondering what kind of mood is Nate in? The mood where Nate doesn't want to have a conversation is when you ask, hey, Nate, how's it going? Or, hey, what are you up to? What have you been up to? Or what's new with you? And I just say, ah, you know. That's how you know. Oh, Nate's a little bit edgy today. Like, that's, that's uh, here's your sign. Like, this is, this is how you know. But, yeah, I am, as the intro said, I am an emotional creature. 
And in the time that I've been away, you know, I believe Valentine's Day was the last episode that I put up. That was the name of the episode. That was just when I put the episode up. Valentine's Day is, you know, it is what it is. Uh, a really weird holiday for me and for a lot of people. But I think that episode was about, did I do an episode about, this was funny, I don't even know what I did last about um the TV show Friends. Yeah, updated February 14th. The Friends Zone, 24 minutes long. Oh, yeah, I explained what the Friends Zone was, the origins of that term. And uh, sorry if my mic peaked there. Um, this actually is exciting. I'm going to be all over the place, but like this actually is exciting. I have a brand new, not really brand new, but I have a, a, a much newer computer and setup that I'm recording this on than I was before, a reliable one. It'd been funny if, as I had said that, the whole computer just shut down and just rebooted or whatever. But, um, pardon me. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so it's been a minute. I've been off doing other stuff for, you know, two months. And I was obviously spotty and sporadic before that. But, you know, I learned some things. I went through some things. And, uh, it's been an interesting time since the last time I was on this microphone. And the good thing is, is that I've been on microphones since then. You know, I'm not, I don't want to harp on this. I think people that have listened to episodes before that I've done know that there was a time that I did stand up. There was a time that I was doing, you know, the ultimate goal, which is the talk show. They know that I've done other things, went and, you know, done interviews and stuff like that. And, you know, and there's some things in the works there again, which is great. But even if it never blossoms beyond this silly little podcast, this is an outlet that I plan on maximizing and using to the fullest. But, um, you know, I've been doing trivia, like hosting trivia shows, general trivia, on Monday nights in Johnson City and most recently Tuesday nights in Kingsport, Tennessee. Um, speaking of, quick plug, this isn't like an ad. This isn't even for me. But today, the 23rd, as this episode is being posted, my good friend... A friend of the show, been on the show before, Danny Whitson, magician, comedian, is going to be in Kingsport at Gypsy Circus, so you might want to go see him. If you're like, I don't live in Tri-Cities, I live in the Knoxville area. Well, even better, he'll be there Saturday night, so go see him there, so no excuses. But I've been doing these trivia shows, and one of the reasons that I wanted to do trivia is, one, I wanted to get paid. I wanted something to do with my evenings, other than just sit around and eat and watch wrestling. Or basketball. Or hockey. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I don't ever watch hockey. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just don't ever watch it. I wanted to get used to having a microphone in my hands again. I wanted to get used to playing off of a live audience. And you know, feeling those energies again. And it's funny how totally different... I'm not saying one's better than the other. Totally different the Johnson City show that I do on Mondays is from the Kingsport one that I do on Tuesdays. There's a different energy for each one. I'll throw out some jokes on a Monday night. Get a good laugh, get whatever, get a response. Play certain songs, get a different response. Tuesday, it's not like that. It's a whole different crowd. The, the Tuesday crowd's a little bit newer, but the point being... 
it's been fun to go through this again, and it's a feeling that I haven't quite felt since I did stand-up, and really since I did the talk show, where the 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 point of the unrestricted self-expression is I'm a lot of times, just letting you behind the curtain here, like a lot of times I measure every single breath that comes out of my mouth. And luckily, seven minutes in, I'm not really doing that on this yet, on this episode. But it may happen at some point. But I measure everything. I don't know if that's a function of anxiety, like I'm sure it is. But there's this sort of... I remember speaking of Danny Whitson. He pulled me aside one time after a show we did together. And he said, Nate, you got to understand, like, people don't know what you're going to say. Like, they don't have access to your script. So, you don't have to stress all the time about, ah, oh, I didn't say exactly what I wanted to say. I didn't get to what I wanted to get to. They don't know that. You know that. And it's obvious that you know that because you let them know that sometimes. But you don't have to let them know that. You just do you. Like, it was sort of the gist of what he was saying. And it was like, sure, yeah. And whether it's doing this doing trivia, doing stand-up, playing basketball, and I'll get to that in a minute. I, in my mind, am all the time going, there's this certain path I need to follow, and if I don't follow it, I might as well not do it at all. So that's why a lot of times you'll have these gaps where there's no podcast and there's no, well, what's Nate up to? Ah, it's because... <laughs> I'm in my head going, well, I can't deliver the product that people want or deserve or whatever, which I know sounds kind of high-minded, but like I'm very hard on myself when it comes to this. And, you know, anything that I do, like I want to do it to the best of my abilities. I, I may come off as nonchalant and lazy sometimes, but it's all that's a front. And, you know, making jokes for things a lot of times is just a front for, hey, man, like I really care about this. Like I want it to go well. And if it doesn't go great, I can cover it up with a stupid joke or whatever. Um, so, you know, one of the silly things that happened, not really silly, it's a big deal, but one of the things that happened about a month ago, as, you know, I'm taking a step away, recalibrating <clears throat> all that, excuse me, is I'm thinking, man... This car that I'm driving around is a piece of crap. Now, I want to clarify that. I'm thankful to have had the vehicle. The, the car that I had previous to that was also a lemon. But, you know, and it had run its course. And I was at that point where I was starting to go to Asheville two, three, four times a week. And that was, it was a struggle. Just, I remember, like, I only had to take that Pontiac, the previous car, over the mountain once and back because it was like a last second thing. I'm working at the Johnson City store. Boss comes in. Hey, there's no one working in Asheville today. Can you go cover Asheville? All right, fam, got you. <laughs> so I go, go over there and do that. And it is what it is. So it was fine. But <clears throat> so I, I do that. And then later that week, I ended up getting not a new car. It was actually 
the car that I ended up getting was three years older than the lemon I had just gotten rid of. But I'm like, okay, well, if it lasts, you know, the the loan, it's 18 months loan to pay off. So I thought, if I can make this car last 18 months, be in a good position financially, hopefully can upgrade and get something else, whatever. Well, 18 months turned into 36 months. Um, and and that 34th, 35th, 36th month, especially, man, that thing was... Uh, a few of you, friends of mine, they're listening, have ridden in that car. Or that you've at least heard it pull up in your driveway or something. You, it sounds like a, a dang diesel truck is pulling up. And you're like, hey, who pulled an 18-wheeler drive? Oh, this is Nate in his hundred, hun, hundred, Hyundai Tucson. I don't know what I was about to say there. Hyundai the Giant. I don't know what was about to happen. Um, That's what I should have named that car, by the way. But, so... Sometimes you get caught up, and like I said, I'm an emotional creature. Sometimes you get caught up in how bad things are. Ah, this car's a piece of crap, and I'm out of shape, and this and that, whatever. And you forget to be thankful for certain things and connect the dots. And so it got to the point where, and this all happened pretty quick, I end up getting a new car. Things work out. Um... I have a very good friend, person that I care about dearly that happens to work at a dealership. And, you know, this person put me in touch with, you know, the head salesman and we we're able to, you know, work out a deal and everything. And so I go after work on a Saturday, sign some papers like, okay, well, we got to do this. We got to fix up, you know, we got to adjust this part on your new car. And plus we got to get yours because I was borrowing a friend's because my car was just acting up and so it's a long story but anyway um by the way friend of the show been on the show guest on the show you heard her voice briefly in the intro whitney williams let me borrow her uh convertible thing was dope so i'm driving it around and anyway so i had to take my car to trade for this new car so like okay just bring the car monday we'll get you traded you could drive off in your new car whatever and so i have 48 hours basically to sort of you know say goodbye to um the hyundai Hundre the Giant. And I'm, um, like I said, I'm an emotional creature. Remember the last day driving it, I start thinking about all of the fears that I overcame in that car and the things I experienced in just those short three years and how quickly they blew by. They blew by. So you got to think, you know, I'm going over the Asheville, over the mountain and back three, four times a week in that car. And it's great, whatever. I come back. I remember um, late that year, I'm, I apply for a job that I don't think I'm going to get. I get it, and then because I'm it's a crazy person, I quit that job. It's a whole other thing. We'll come back to that some other time. And I end up taking my chances, you know, on some other opportunities. And then the big one is, you know, go through some emotional stuff. I end up. I'm not trying to give you like a full recap of my story again, but just the stuff that's specific to this car. I end up for the first time like doing stand up at an open mic, an open mic that wasn't even for stand up, it's just for general. You want to come up, sing a song, uh, recite a poem, whatever you want to do. You get five, ten minutes, great. Go do stand up, get some laughs, and I end up getting booked for shows. And so the, the point being is, I end up 
overcoming that fear, like that deathly fear of like, I can't do stand up in front of people. Instead of laughing at my jokes, they'll laugh me out of the room. And then sometimes they did, <laughs> but just the idea of, hey, like I um, moved the mic away a little bit, so I don't keep doing that to you. I can see where it spikes there, so I'm sorry. But um, yeah, so I overcome the fear of you know performing in front of a live audience, which then leads me to, well, hey, like I'm traveling around in this crappy car, getting paid to do stand up. Why not? see what else, like what else have I always wanted to do? So I end up taking some very, very small time acting roles on TV shows. I mean, stuff that you probably watch the episodes of these shows and be like, not recognize that I was in them. And that's totally fine. I watched one. I didn't recognize that I was in. I had to go back and watch it. And I was like, cause I was looking at the email and I was like, wait, I was in this one. But, um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. And then, you know, the big one, uh, several big ones really for me were, you know, finally doing the talk show. So I'm driving around doing stuff for the talk show. The ink show, by the way. And um, this is just an extension of that. The talk show is eventually what we're getting back to. You know, it is what it is. And so like, the point being, I'm going through, I'm thinking about like, when I've got this car, I'm thinking about all these different things that, all these different fears that I overcame in it. And... They sound silly. You may be laughing right now, and that's fine. But like I, I did. I got emotional because I thought, that's what I'm saying goodbye to. That's like what this silly little loud car reminds me of every time I start it. Is that, that noise that it makes makes me think of, all right, we're heading, uh, you know, to a gig. We're heading, like, I got to, you know, it's like, it's funny yeah, I remember the the drive all the way to Nashville on two hours sleep and being on set in Nashville for what was it? I was there eight till eleven, so yeah, fifteen hours, and then having to drive back because I didn't have the money to book a hotel or anything. I'm just whatever. I had enough gas money, you know, get gas and food. And anyway, driving all the way back and. So that car and taking a nap in the car because I couldn't stay awake all the way. I had almost like crashed the car at three thirty in the morning in the middle of nowhere because I was like I can't see because my eyes are just welding shut. Um, <laughs> like that's what that car makes me think of. And so you know, having a new car now and having um, a lot less stress about first of all, is this car going to start? Am I going to be able to make it to and from work or wherever it is that I'm going, a basketball game, whatever? Um, that's nice. And, you know, speaking of basketball, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that people people that, like, really follow me on social media know that there was a period of time that I kind of walked away from basketball. It was kind of like the Jay-Z retirement where I kind of, like, knew I was going to come back. That's what's funny about Encore at Jay-Z, by the way. So he's talking about this is retirement. It's a black album. You know he's retiring. And he says, when I come back like Jordan wearing the 4 or 5, I ain't to play games with you. It's like, he knew he was coming back. It was one of those things. But And mine was kind of the same thing in that I love basketball so much, but I didn't love it anymore. And a lot of that anxiety and stress and pain that basketball used to relieve not only was it not relieving, I felt like I was carrying that uh, with me everywhere. 
on the court and it was like reciprocating. It was coming out. And, you know, those guys that I play basketball with now, I'm great friends with, and I'm forever thankful that I know these people. You know, one of them is my best friend of nearly 20 years now. But it's like, I was afraid that all of that pain that I was channeling and then anger and, and this and that would manifest itself onto them and then I would push them away the way I've pushed so many other people and opportunities away in my life by not harnessing those energies. And so at the end of the day, that also is a root reason as to why the podcast and why the show has been hard to do. It's not just because you know, COVID took the crowds or the interest away. There's a million excuses I could make. At the end of the day, it's me. It's, you know, those unresolved issues and things that, you know, to this day, to this very moment, I'm working on. And at the time I'm recording this, um, this, I don't, just take this with a grain of salt, just being real with you, like, I had some breakthroughs even today. Just discovered, stumbled across some things that I wasn't looking for that ended up helping me immensely work through some things in my mind and in my heart that I thought, you know, if anyone that I work with, work my day job with, and I'm not going to say where I work a day job, but if any of them hear this, I mean, it's fine, but I didn't go to work this morning, you know, the day I'm recording this because... I don't mean for this to sound overdramatic. I couldn't physically get myself to get out of bed. My nervous breakdowns were so intense that I was just laying in bed, just sweating. I take the covers and clothes and everything off. I'm still dripping sweat like and paralyzed in fear. Like I can't get up. I can't endure seven hours of... And it's not even that the job is that difficult. It was just what I was associating in my mind... All of these things, all of this fear, this pain, this anxiety that I talked about, whether it was with basketball, with a relationship, with a person, with with anything, had now funneled itself, some of it into trivia, but most of it into work. And I'm thankful. It, It may sound silly having said all that. Having time to reflect today helped too, but like, I'm thankful for the job. There's a lot of people that would love to have a job like that right now. I'm thankful for the money, the opportunity, the the people that I've already come to know and appreciate. Uh, My, I'm not trying to, you know, kiss butt here, but my, my direct boss, first and foremost, I'm very thankful for has uh, been over backwards to help me several times already in situations where, you know, you may listen a few episodes ago when I thought I was moving out of state. This person did everything to make sure that that move was going to be as seamless transition, like a seamless transition on the work side of it had already taken care of all the details and is still willing. It reminds me all the time. Hey, if, and when you decide to move down to Atlanta, let me know. I got you. Like, yeah, by the way, I just threw that in there for you. Those of you that know me know that's kind of the goal, but, um, so I'm thankful, but this morning, I couldn't do it, and it scared me. The, and as, scare, as scary as the feeling already was, it scared me even more to think 
I thought I was past this. Like I thought I was good. And in a lot of ways I am. And I've improved a great deal in a great many ways. But this one apparently wasn't one of them. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, you know, and going back to the original, like the point, like the, the opening of this episode was, I said, unrestricted self-expression. No time limits, no uh, no guidelines, no whatever. I have a few notes in front of me, but it is what it is. This episode's already went longer than the Friend Zone episode did. And this is basically just the intro. <clears throat> the preamble, you know. The pre-ramble. Um, it's a bad wordplay, but everyone knows that knows me. That's my favorite. Um, like there are things that are like happening in the world and in the news that you know, I could sit here and talk about. I could talk about uh, the verdict in the George Floyd case, and I could talk about um, you know, this is the second time I've made this reference tonight as I'm recording this. One on here, one at trivia. Uh, I could, you know, talk about what's going on in the Real Housewives of Dallas. You know, I could talk about that. I'm not going to. Um, I'm trying my best, and to, again, take this with a grain of salt, as someone that enjoys wrestling. But I'm trying to seek things that are meaningful, <laughs> both in the things I consume and the people that I associate with and the things that we think and talk about and, you know, and indulge in and this and that. And because, and also with diet as well. I mean, I've, I started the year 240 pounds. I'm 220 now. That's not a, a big deal. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to do some different things. I'm trying to, to be healthier, not just on the physical level, but mentally and emotionally and everywhere else because, you know, I can't do that again. What I did this morning with those nervous breakdowns and where I'm sweating and I can't, I have to call into work. Here's the other funny thing. I couldn't even call into work. The voice function on my phone wasn't working. And so like, I, if I were to call you, I call into work, it can't hear me. Like, Hey, this is Nate. Uh, hello. It's like, you can't hear anything. So I had to text work. I had to text a manager. I don't know what that was. Um, anyway, so I had to text, I couldn't even text the manager cause I don't have a manager's phone number other than my direct who wasn't there this morning. So I had to text a, <laughs> a coworker and say, Hey, I know you're there this morning. Please show this to the boss and please give me confirmation so I can know that like I ain't trying to get fired just for no call and no show anyway. So, um, but I'm trying to seek things that will help me in, in all these areas and, you know, one of those things I stumbled across today. Again, I was, I'll be real with you. I was looking for podcasts about basketball. And then I found something that, um, I'll just say it, it helped and is continuing to help already. I've already, I don't like that. I don't like that beeping. I don't like the beeping whenever it's never done that before and it does it twice. I probably just going to have to get used to it now. Um, Anyway, now it's going to make me nervous. <laughs> I'm having another nervous breakdown just because of a beeping noise. I don't know exactly 
why it's it's sort of like my carbon monoxide uh filter alarm or whatever there's just things you plug in the wall but it's like i've never heard it beat before and all of a sudden and anyway so um yeah seeking meaningful meaningful things because i happen to notice my dad warned me about this years ago i never listened um <laughs> he used to say don't <laughs> Don't, I'm not laughing when my dad said laughing at the beeping. I'm going to have to fix here in a second. But um, he said, don't confuse things that are important with things that are impressive. Um, and that has taken on different meetings and different phases that I've gone through in my life. But one of them lately is I can't watch ESPN, dude. Like, I can't. I can't watch two people argue over something. Here's the one thing. They're both usually wrong, which is funny. But on a deeper level, what does it mean? What does it matter? I think <laughs> I think this person is going to be a better NFL quarterback. No, I think this person is. No, um, no, I'm going to fight you. No, I'm going to fight you. It's like, okay. Yeah, but like, like what are we talking about, though? You may notice a little jump in the audio there. I uh, had to go um, fix that uh, carbon monoxide alarm and shut it off, basically. So if this room, if this studio is infested with carbon monoxide, that's just a uh, small price to pay to get this podcast recorded. Uh, you know, you won't hear any more beeps. It's funny if something else beeped there. But yeah, like I'm always wondering, like, what are we actually arguing about? What are the things about this conversation or the things that are about this argument that are actually meaningful and important? Because I think it's hard to really quantify, but it can't be good for you. Like it can't be good for you to constantly consume irrational anger based on what, like who you think deserves to win MVP or some sports conversation. It doesn't, it's not just limited to sports. I mean, think about, you know, political television or anything really like these. You know, I, I I keep making the same joke, the real housewives of Dallas. And if that's your show, great. I've never, I'm not necessarily talking about that show, but these shows that are based like these reality shows where people are just arguing and fighting and stuff all the time. Like, yeah, but like for what, for what? Like, and I'm not even talking about like for them, as much as I am you, the consumer, like this is what you're putting in your head. And like I said, I'm a wrestling fan. I put plenty of dumb stuff in my head. Um, I'm just talking in general about like, what are we doing? Like, I guess this is what I'm trying to get to is like, what are we doing? What are we talking about? What are we ultimately seeking to like, what are we looking to gain from these conversations, from these arguments that we're having? Cause none of this really matters, you know? Like, this podcast itself doesn't really matter. You know, most things that we consume entertainment-wise, they don't matter. They're not not paying bills for us. They're not putting food on the table. Now, I understand your argument. Like, if you're you know, invested in the stock market or doing sports gambling, you win some extra money every month, great. Good for you. But I'm talking in general about, like, these conversations. Like, what is this? This is, like, mindless. I understand what this is. This has been 30 minutes of me rambling about nothing. Which is iron, it's ironic on some levels, isn't it? Then I'm like, what are we talking about? Well, Nate, what are you talking about for 30 minutes? 
But I understand at this point what a podcast is. Podcasts in most scenarios, you, you're going to listen to it pretty passively. You're going to skip around. Okay, what's he talking about now? Okay, great. Yeah, whatever. You have this on while you're at the gym or something. I don't know. Well, I would prefer you do. And I don't mean anything, you know, inappropriate by this. But put this podcast on when you go to bed, when your head hits the pillow. You can turn it all the way down if you want. And you can let it play. And then that'll be like one stream of the podcast. And then, you know, if you just let it mute while you go to sleep, it'll record it as time spent listening. It'll help me out. A great deal. A neat deal. So it'd be great if you could do that. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, none of it matters. Like... I, I try to be reasonable. I'm not like the most reasonable person in the world. In fact, I can be pretty irrational sometimes. But if I tell someone, hey, I'm a pretty big Seinfeld fan. It's okay if you don't like Seinfeld. I don't like Friends. And matter of fact, I'll do you one better. I understand if you go, no, I hate Seinfeld. I understand that. If you think Friends is funny, I understand that too. I understand that way less than I understand most things. But humor, especially humor, is subjective. Like, it's whatever you like. Just like when people, like, this drives me crazy, too. You tell somebody you like a certain food. And, and granted, there are things that people don't like, like, traditionally. Like, people, like, generally love, like, pizza you know, like that's pretty universal. A lot of people like pizza. And there are things like that are quote unquote weird if you like them to eat. Like you're like, man, I eat nothing but eel every meal. Like it might be a little bit strange to people. But I, I really don't like when I tell people I like mustard, for example. I do, and I do like mustard a lot. Oh man, mustard's nasty. Mustard's gross. I don't even know how you can eat that. My argument always is, you do realize that literally every human being on the planet's taste buds are different, right? Like, that part's not up for discussion. Like, a lot of people like mayonnaise. I'm not a mayonnaise fan. Hey, if it's on a burger or something, I mean, I'll eat it. I'm not going to sit here and be like a little kid about it and be like, I don't like mayonnaise, like, whatever. Fine, it's mayonnaise. It's not going to kill you. Well, if you eat too much of it. Anyway. People like what they like. And that's with everything. With food, with everything. Everyone's tastes are different. Everyone's flavor is different. Everyone's style is different. People online talking about how ugly Crocs are. It's fine. Traditionally speaking, it's a pretty ugly shoe. I got a fresh pair of yellow Crocs in the other room right now. I was wearing around the house earlier. Judge me if you want. I don't care. I didn't buy the Crocs for you. but the Crocs for me. That's another thing. Like, this, this whole episode is going to be like this. As long as what you're doing, like, fits you and your style and your vibe and is not harming someone else, tell the... Maybe don't do this, but in a greater sense, do do this. Tell those people that hate on you to go bleep themselves. 
Like your life's like that miserable. You got to criticize what other people are wearing and what other food people like. Like, pardon my language. Get the hell out of here. Like seriously. No, seriously, get out of here. Like, if you're one of those people that's like, you're gonna judge someone. You're gonna judge someone like, you're on Facebook. You might be like about to date somebody. If you're a lady, for example, you're like, "Oh, this guy's cute," or "This girl's cute," whatever. I'm not, I'm not applying gender roles. I'm just saying, like, traditionally speaking, like if you're a girl, like, "Oh, this dude's cute," you go look at his profile picture, and he's got a pair of Crocs on in it. I'm not just saying this because it's like I take it personal. I'm saying like in general, like or it's, whatever it is. Oh, I can't date that guy. You have no idea what the essence of that person is. You don't know anything about them other than he's got a pair of yellow Crocs or a pair of whatever, you know. Um, got a pair of Timberlands on. Like, oh, Tim's are ugly. Damn, you know, get out of here. You don't deserve to date that person anyway. That person's already like, they're not. You're the one missing out, not them. Like, you need to get you right before you even consider dating anyway. So, yes, you. No, not you. You. Yeah, you. Um. I mean, like, I didn't mean for it to sound like I'm taking the Crocs thing personal, but it's like the same people that I understand that, like, if you're someone that follows like the zodiac signs and uses that to inform, you know, personality traits. I had someone talking to me recently that I don't really know that well, and they were like, "Yeah, based on your birth chart and this and that, this is probably like um, your behavior patterns and how you process and how you this and that." And I'm like, "It's not bad. It's pretty accurate." Uh, but I'm going to remind you that you and I have never like had a real conversation. So until we have like one of those, don't think that that birth chart is a hundred percent me. And it may very well be, I'm not discounting that if it is, but I would just err on the side of, Hey, like get to know you first, you know? Um, you know, I had some stuff that I would like to get to and I, I probably will. Uh, because this is going to be kind of a uh, two-parter. I wanted to set the tone you know, on the front. Like I really wanted to make the front end of that. Um, you know, a lot of the things that I wanted to get off my chest and come back uh, for the second part of the episode and and really talk about you know, some things, some other things that have been on my mind, but more actual things like tangible stuff, like maybe like newsworthy stuff and <clears throat> You know, that sort of thing as opposed to just, hey, here's every single, you know, conceivable thought that Nate's ever had the last two months or whatever. Get that all the way up front. So I'm glad that I did that. Um, plus, this first night that I'm recording this, it's getting kind of late and I got to work in the morning. You know, provided I can actually get out of bed for this one. So I'm going to plan on doing that. But uh, stay tuned. Quick break. Be right back. It just seems right that if this is a reboot which it is and a new phase and a final phase which it is all those things that you would take it back to the beginning now the first podcast episode that i ever did and by the way i'm in my car the sound sounds different you go back to the first episode i ever did which is not available anymore but it was just me talking about how i felt about the nba finals which is kind of funny considering you know, everything that I was just talking about before the break about how people arguing and everything. And that's kind of basic. I was just kind of giving my opinions on it. Here's what's going to happen in the finals. Boom. This, that, whatever. And 
I'm not going to do that here, talk about basketball in that sense. There are two quick things, and then we'll wrap up this episode. I know it's already been kind of longer than my previous episodes, but like, um, you know. And I, and I did want to take it back to the roots, which was some of the older episodes, for those that don't know, was me driving to Asheville three four times a week, as I mentioned earlier, I think. And I had a lot of time to think. I had a lot of time to just talk into my phone and use that as podcast episodes. And I did that quite a bit. And was it kind of lazy? Sure. But was I also working really hard? Yes. Uh, And so two things. uh, And these are both, it is the Nate show. These are both personal to me. One, you know, I've been talking about playing rec league basketball. We won our game, um, our most recent game, as I'm recording this, you know, the night before the podcast goes up. And we won. We had a nice 14-point victory. It was nice to, to uh, shoot, I hear some sirens going off, making sure they weren't coming for me. And they're like, hey, they're Nate, you know, doing his podcast again. But, like, it was nice to not only get a win, but to have a nice game, to have sort of a throwback to the way I used to feel. I was talking about, you know, unrestricted self-expression. As the game went on, I felt more and more, I didn't really have it the first half, but in the second half, I uh, definitely was feeling uh, more myself. I don't have the official stat line. We do have the game on film, though, and I keep the stats whenever I go back and watch the tape. And so I'll go back and watch and record everything and uh, see, you know, where I ended up. I have a pretty good feeling that it was a really nice stat line, but that's not as important as, you know, getting the W. So I'll wrap up this episode on the road here uh, talking about something that is um, important to me that's in the news and relates to basketball but also connects with you know the story I just told you about the rec league and that's that um, this was I think people that know me know that I'm really big into like sneakers I mean no, I'm not like a sneaker head like the traditional like I'm out every Saturday in front of champ you know waiting on the Jordans to drop I ain't that or I'm not on the Nike app ready for you know none of that I mean I, I do love me some Jordans and some sneakers but like to me it's always just been about the game and it's been about the moment like you know when Jordan did this what sneaker was he wearing when Kobe did this what sneaker was he wearing and in that vein uh it's important to know if you haven't seen this I don't know but like that Nike and uh, Nike ended its partnership uh, with the Kobe sneaker line. Uh, it turns out the, the Bryant, you know, family did not, you know, renew the rights that the contract ran out. And so I had some mixed thoughts on this. Well, first of all, I get hurt because you know I play in Kobe's. Um, I didn't used to play in Kobe's because he wore a lot of low tops and I always had struggle, like struggles with my ankles. And so it was tough. But the pair I got now is a mid top very comfortable very light did everything i needed to do uh tonight uh nice rhyme and you know it's the timing's weird because you know my buddy ryan and i both just ordered these new kobe's and i've got one color he's got a different color but um to you know get those and then all of a sudden and that's one of the things with sneaker culture that drives people insane is like the value of people gouging prices and stuff we we just got these shoes i got them for um i'll just say it this way i got them for a certain price uh, not a not really a cheap price either and i looked at the same pair earlier on ebay and they're already up like 50 to 100 150 dollars in some cases like above what i already paid um so like in a lot of cases a full 100 percent you know increase on the price um 
So that's kind of crazy, but I wanted to look at the actual, like, what does this mean? Because a lot of players in the NBA and the WNBA wear Kobe shoes and they wear those Nikes. And, you know, he started with Adidas and then he went through those, you know, things that he went through. And I'm not saying that he was or wasn't a victim or a perpetrator. You can do your own research and come to your own conclusions on that. I ain't talking about that. But when that happened, you know, Adidas let him go and he was a sneaker free agent for a while and Nike took him on and everything. So we're going over 20 years now of his partnership with Nike and it's sort of become synonymous with Kobe. And, you know, I, I saw a lot of NBA players and WNBA players were kind of devastated. Like, man, like, I don't know what this is going to mean, but I got to stockpile. And that's why the value's gone up on them is that people are like, I got to get them while I can. Um, I'd still love to have another backup pair just in case anything happens to this. Uh, but I got to be willing to spend the money. But luckily, I got a birthday coming up June 2nd for anybody that's wondering. But, you know, I started thinking, excuse me, like, what, uh, what this means and what it looks like because, you know, Kobe depending on what you read and who you ask had considered ending the Nike partnership while he was still uh, with us and one of the things that's listed is that he was frustrated with Nike doing that thing they do with a lot of things and Adidas does this and every sneaker company does this which is create sort of a false market by you know limiting quantities and making people like making them be in demand it's the same thing Nintendo does when they release a video game system or even a specific game they did it with that Mario 3D All-Stars that I talked about on another episode where, like, they make it a limited thing, and then it drives up the demand for it. This creates this sort of false, you know, craze for it. And that's something that apparently frustrated Kobe. And then he was like, look, I want people to be able to have this. Like, my entire being is about passing things down and passing things on and creating a legacy. And it's like, it's hard to do that when, you know, you've when a sneaker traditionally goes on sale at 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning Eastern time, by 10.01 they're sold out like that's frustrating for people I just want people to be able to get the shoes and and hoop in them or whatever it is and I can see that I can see how that would be frustrating and if that's something that was communicated to Vanessa and it's like hey this is still going on where they've got these limited releases but like the masses aren't getting what they need that's one thing but I'm always interested in seeing you know we were talking about the arguments and stuff earlier I'm always interested in seeing the other side of things. And if I'm Nike, kind of playing devil's advocate here, you know, one of the other things that have seen talked about is that Kobe and his family wanted the sneaker line to be treated the same way Jordan and LeBron are in the sense that, you know, there's plenty of stuff available. Yeah, sometimes we do limited stuff and there's a false market. But you can go to a champs a footlocker get on you know on the internet get on east bay whatever and you can find a pair of lebrons like that you want size 14 in my case boom i can order some lebrons right now no issue uh whatever size you want a pair of jordans it may not be like the nicest jordan retro but you want a pair of jordan brand shoes okay boom go get them like they're not it's not that they're not in demand it's just that they're a popular product but that there's enough manufactured to where it's not an issue and with Kobe's, you know, there's some Kobe's you can get, but not to the level that they apparently want. And one of the things I'm looking at is that they want to be treated like, okay, we want to be treated like Jordan LeBron. Well, here's the thing, though, and I don't mean, I, I'm saying this very delicately. Here's the thing. 
Jordan and LeBron, Nike can call either of those guys and say, hey, you know, we're looking at making this, or what do you want to do for your next shoe? What kind of color? What kind of build? What kind of... They can collaborate to an extreme. That's something that Jordan was always big on was, hey, like, I want to collaborate because I need more importantly than these sneakers looking good on my feet and the kids buying them is can I play in them and can I get maximum performance out of them same thing with LeBron he's very big on that when he designs a new shoe and Kobe had a lot of that with Nike as well when he was still with us and when he was still playing especially but now it's not like that obviously he's no longer with us so Nike I can see Nike looking at this and going I understand that they want that as a family but I can't like if I'm a Nike person like person working for Nike like I can't call Kobe unfortunately and just be like hey we're looking at dropping the shoe what do you think or what do you want to do here like that collaboration is literally impossible to have I mean Vanessa and you know some of the kids can communicate but that's not the same it's absolutely not the same so I can I can see where Nike goes look like as much as we love to do this we can't we literally can't do it not gonna be able to do it so it is unfortunate I'm, I'm not really holding my breath but i'm holding out a little bit of hope that hey like something can happen maybe we can come to some sort of agreement um if nothing else continue to uh, manufacture uh, some of the models that have already been created retro some of them maybe rebuild them with newer materials uh, that would be the ideal scenario. I think it would almost be disrespectful, even though the pair that Ryan and I just bought are, you know, shoes that Kobe never played in. They're new models. They're called Kobe's, but they're not, like, directly, you know. But, I mean, Jordan does the same thing. It's like Jordan 34 or Jordan 35 is the newest. I mean, Mike's obviously not played in almost 20 years as far as, like, in the NBA. So it's kind of a different thing. But, um yeah like it's a it's a tricky situation i really hope that uh i really hope nike and the bryant family can can work something out Uh, and a lot of that not a lot of it but some of that is selfish on my part because it's just like look this is the shoe that i want to play in if i could have a hundred pair of the shoes that i just ordered that'd be great because i would just like keep recycling and just wear nothing but that like to hoop in the rest of my life so i plan on hooping for a long time keep my body healthy so you know this has been uh i know it's kind of a strange way to end a podcast too i had something special i wanted to try uh as far as i had like a little bit of an ad that i wanted to play uh here so what i may actually you know what i'll do is as i wrap up here i'll play uh, I'll play my outro. First of all, I want to thank everyone that tuned in and listened. I know it's been over a couple months. The people that are loyal to this show are very loyal. And I get, you know, texts and stuff all the time. Like, hey, what, what you doing? Are you good? Do you need anything? Like, is, when's the next one dropping? That means a lot to me. Um, it really does. And so, after two months, those of you that are listening and supporting, or that plan on listening, you're just not getting around to it, great. Like, that's fine with me it's much appreciated so what i'm gonna do is i fade out here again thank you for tuning in and listening um most people call me nate but you can call me anytime i actually don't call me thank you for tuning in and i hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the nate show podcast make sure that you head over to the nate show 423.com where you can follow this podcast and everything else that's going on with the nate show i hope to have you back next time but if not i get it